What's up, everyone? Bobby Rudder, the man who is responsible for bringing a lot of energy, excitement, and new options in the entertainment and nightlife industry to Cleveland. We talk about Forward Day Club and Night Club. We talk about Magnolia Night Club. And we also talk and hear about how he's able to do all of this while juggling a full-time career as an attorney during the day. So a man who's working in the courtroom by day and working at the tables by night, a fascinating individual. I really appreciate and enjoyed my conversation with the one and only Bobby Rudder. It's like the biggest podcast on the internet. That's Barstool Sports uh, uh, podcast now? Yeah, they have like f- maybe four or five different ones. They get their own serious channel. It's pretty crazy. So what did Dante do? Like how did that how did that transition come out? He was their DJ. I was like I he's my business partner, one of them, but He's from Boston, and he knew those guys, and they wanted to go on this tour. I mean, they were just scrapping together, like, yeah, we know a DJ, and he's like, I'll do it. That's it, so it crazy. Turned, it turned out. That's so wild. That's so wild. Hey, brother, welcome to the show, man. Thanks. We are official. Appreciate it. Uh, glad to have you. You are a unbelievable uh, character, or I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. You've got all this crazy stuff going on. You've got this really phenomenal scene that you're involved in and i just was like man i think bobby would be a i've got pretty good awesome stories. guy man i think pretty, i've got good stories to tell you have <laughs> and you're a podcast listener right Love we it. were just talking about what are, what are some of your, the, the podcasts that you're so into? i'm listening like i said I listen to barstool ones i listen to tim ferris um i listen to this mind body green one that's like pretty meditation based food based um eater eater has their own podcast yeah like 15 20 minute short snippets um so do yeah, like, do you like the short ones or do you like the ones that are like a, no, a couple hours? I like hour. the in-depth ones. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, I, I, Ferris is awesome. Ferris no is doubt, great. the best. That's been a, that's actually been a very personally like helpful thing. I mean, I read the books too, but yeah, being able to hear from those people is great. Well, and you only work four hours a week. Don't you? I work yeah. like maybe three and a half <laughs> hours a week. <laughs> no, it's uh, he's got a really great thing going on, man. Him, I like him. Lewis Howes, you know. Uh, what else? Rich Roll. I don't know if I'm not. I'm not into this plant stuff, but Rich Roll's got some good ones too. Nice. Yeah, uh, I try to actually get my staff uh, when I find a good one, send it over, send it out to the staff. So yeah. So let's let's talk about you, man. You are uh, like I said, very uh, uh, peculiar and unique in the fact that not only are people know you around here for the the nightlife and entertainment scene, but um, you know before that. You were in law school and then passing the bar and then going out into the law legal world, which you still remain in, I believe. Um, so tell us a little bit about your background, where you went to school, and uh, and then how you went got into law. Yeah, so um, I probably decided, I went to Ohio State, and I probably decided I want to go to the law school, like maybe my sophomore year. I was kind of searching for exactly what I wanted to do. I, I think I kind of always had an entrepreneurial spirit but I didn't know how to translate it at that time. Mm -hmm. I encourage people all the time. I mean, I don't know what your law school experience was like. I encourage people to go to law school all the time Mm -hmm. because I think whether you're practicing or you're a trial lawyer, a corporate lawyer, anything you do, that education gives you a certain degree of credibility in nearly every situation you're in. And I I found it extremely helpful on a multitude of levels I am a practicing trial lawyer. I just was was in trial last week. Um, so 
you know, I work daily. I probably am handling, I don't know, 50 cases right now, something about wow. something like that. Wow. Um, kind of ebbs and flows. But as I was in law school, you know, I, I love hospitality. I've always loved hospitality. I've always worked in it. I mean, I've, I think one of the things that does give me some credibility with some of the staff is, you know, I've, I've been a door person, a bar back, a bartender, all levels, and I've worked at some really high-end places. Mm-hmm. Was that back in, in, in law school or bef- before? Throughout or high school, college, and law school. Really? So you've always, always been in that hospitality always. world. There was, a, there was a stretch of like five years that I worked at five different Jack Nicholas country clubs. No shit. So wow. from Mirfield Village to Barrington to... So all, you've, you've, dealt with the, you've dealt with personality types of all, all shapes and sizes. Correct? 100%. Yeah. And um, I have made good, rela- good relationships throughout my life. I've been pretty, pretty good about being a people person. And um, the relationships that I made on the come up, are still with me today. I mean, no doubt about it. Um, That's amazing. I know That's people great. that I bartended for that now I, you know, play golf with that are, it's, that it's a relationship driven industry. And, you know, um, I, I've been able to maintain that kind of throughout. So throughout you're, so you're, you're at Ohio state for undergrad. And, uh, and then after that you went to Ohio, Ohio Northern, correct? Is that where you went to law school? Yeah, law school at Ohio Northern. Yeah, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Right. That's an what? How do you say? Ad, Ada. 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 Okay. They're making uh, the, the home of the Wilson factory, so they make the footballs. Like, is that, that what they're the known for? <laughs> yeah. Um, so no, it was a great law school experience. Met my wife there, which nice. was which was awesome. And then we moved to Chicago for you know seven eight years. So let me back. So you're going through undergrad, and then you know you're going to go to law school. You're working in the hospitality world as well. So are you thinking to yourself, how do uh, you want to get involved in like law that's related to hospitality? What was your mindset at that point? I, I didn't have one. Uh-huh. I just knew that I, I knew that I was pretty good at um, the kind of bringing people together, throwing parties. I always kind of had a good sense of what people wanted and liked mm-hmm. from a music sense, from a, from a party sense, stuff like that. So I just always kind of had that personality and a little bit of a intuition as to you know what makes certain things work and uh-huh. what doesn't and so, so you were the go-to guy you were the yeah guy, huh? like before social media and before, i mean when i was in college this is 98 to 2002 i mean we didn't even yeah. have text yeah it's so crazy. the only way you're throwing a party is if you're on the phone yeah you're calling every person mm-hmm. and then you're making sure that all those people are there and if they're not there, you have no way to get a hold of them. It's, it's so, a whole different world. Dude, it was... Thank God we didn't have Facebook. I was there in 99 to, yeah. you know, 03, 04. So it's very similar. Thank God Facebook had just started as we were finishing You know, it taught you a, 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 uh, a grind, though. I mean, you you know, you worked when you wanted to put something together. You did. And if, if you, you wanted 50 friends at the bar, this is a lot of responsibility. You had to work hard, man. <laughs> no you couldn't go, you couldn't go type it and post it within no. 10 seconds. And if you wanted to meet a girl or... Meet up with anybody for that matter. You actually had to call them. <laughs> Conversation. That was weird. Forget right? about those days, man. Yeah, it. Um, it's scary. It was. It was different, but I think it taught us taught us a lot and a little on yeah, the hustle, a little on the did, grind. Man. It definitely did. So you were you were you had the foresight. You knew what was cool. You were doing the party scene. You 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 were living it since you were in high school, since you were a teenager. Um, and then you end up doing it. You know, going off to college and then going off to law school. Um, you're in northern Ohio, which, like you said, Ada's in the middle of nowhere. So how does that party scene there 
you know, are you, are you still involved or do you kind of take a breather? No, total buckle down. Yeah. Did what I had to do to learn and ultimately pass, you know, Ohio and Illinois bar exams. But that was kind of like me getting a focus on the business end of things mm-hmm. and saying, okay, you got to be serious about some stuff. How does all this work? Mm-hmm. How do you make money? What's, you know, the legalities around all this stuff? Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, then I I, ha- I th- felt like at that point, you know, I was kind of well-rounded to the point where um, maybe I would have some value or have some success if I ever tried it out. You know, there were still a thousand hurdles to jump through to do, you know, one deal. Yeah. But now, did you take the uh, Illinois bar first or the Ohio bar? Illinois first, and then I practiced gotcha. out in Chicago for the, for the first seven, eight years of my career. And then does it just transfer like a, a reciprocity? No, or I had to retake it. Take it again, huh? Yeah, Ohio was uh, a lot harder. Yeah, that's that's got to be brutal. So you go to Chicago and you start practicing what what law? Um, I was doing a lot like what I do now. Um, I sue insurance companies right now for, mm-hmm. on behalf of individuals that you know don't get paid. Doing about the same thing, and you used to work on the other side too. When you yeah, I was doing some defense work too. I was kind of, I was at a great firm. Yeah. I mean, great people. I was very lucky, mm-hmm. very very lucky to catch on, and um, kind of got a lot of autonomy to do, um, you know, handle my own cases, do my own thing, and then in the spare time, I could kind of work on different type of business ideas or stuff that I had. So mm-hmm. it, that was a uh, Chicago was an unbelievable experience. I, you know. Moving away from Cleveland for a while was probably, you know, one of the best and most advantageous things I do, not just for my network of people, but for my perspective on things. And it just, it really benefited me to, to live somewhere else for, yeah, for a period of time. Yeah, see how things are a little different here or different there. Where'd you grow up? In Independence. Independence, okay. Yeah, in, yeah. in Cleveland. So yeah. I spent, you know, all my time here till. Yeah. You know, even in the summers, I think one summer I stayed in Columbus. But in the summers, I was back. Yeah. Even Columbus, though, it's the same thing pretty much. I mean. A lot of the same. It's not moving at the pace of Chicago or L.A. or New York. So you were in Chicago practicing, um, learning the the legal world, the real world, getting your feet wet. Um, Are you starting – are you getting back into hospitality at that point? Yeah, I did some, like, odds and ends stuff out there. When I moved to Chicago, it was, like, the height of, like, the – basically, like, the – you know the mortgage fraud type of time frame uh-huh. where bottle service like started to explode because 22 year olds were making like 600 grand a year like, <laughs> illegally um so the, the the industry i had a unique perspective on the industry the industry was as i was getting out to chicago bottle service and and then what followed with that was big time dj performances mm-hmm. were really on the come up like and it happened super fast just like coincidentally too huh? total coincidence yeah. it yeah. was economy driven yep people had a lot of money mm-hmm. um the clubs recognized the need dj's become celebrities like you know dj am's like the first person or you know really mainstream big different types of mixes and so it wasn't like the underground scene anymore. It was this, it was a bottle service mixed with big name DJs. And that had never happened. Right. Big name DJs were in underground rooms, kind of more of the rave culture. Yeah. And there was a lot of people there, but there wasn't two guys spending 10 grand a piece. Right. You know, this was a new thing. And so it was a cool time to be in Chicago. There are some clubs that popped up that were just a blast. I mean, just nailed it. And so... As that started to catch on, you know, me and my partners and um, 
just kind of investment group started to look at what we could do. And um, we ended up not doing anything in Chicago. We looked at a lot of things. But when I mean, you say partners, yeah, who were these guys? Where are they from? So I have a partner, Michael Schwartz, who's in Cleveland, and uh-huh. then my at the time my partner um, Dante Deanna was in Chicago with me. Gotcha. So we were looking at all different things, but it just the stars didn't quite align. Mm-hmm. Um, we were young, and um, this goes back to what oh eight kind. Yeah, of thing, this is know? like oh eight. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh eight, oh nine. So ten years ago, almost you know, eight yeah. to ten years ago. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I like to tell people, you know, I looked at, I yeah. had no joke. I mean, I probably at least had you know, 30 leases in front of me on deals that didn't really? work and failed. Oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, didn't financially fail. They never even materialized. Right. But, and it just seemed so, it seemed hard to, every time there was a deal, you know, something else would come up, then the economy crashed. And it wow. was game over. Wow. Those, when when those, was this? Like This is like, you know, financial crisis. Uh-huh. 2010, 2011. The nightclub industry overnight. And you guys just, are going, holy shit, thank God we did not make a move. We right? lost. Well, yeah, we yeah. would have lost. Everybody lost. Everyone lost. There was no way. No one had money. I mean, once you take the people in the financial industry, you know, out of the equation, you know, you can't. It, that is when people went back to their corner bars and just said, you know, I'll have a couple yeah, of beers. Yeah, the little dive bars were, were cool again. There was nothing and, uh, to celebrate. Wow. Everybody was losing money. I mean... You know, you can look at the Vegas clubs that were popped up and then went under. It was it all happened really fast. So it didn't matter what part of the country you were in. You could have been in Ohio or Nevada. It just, you know, everyone nobody, was struggling. Nobody survived that. that. Point. I mean, yeah. it just, you know, some clubs reformatted, you know, changed their space, did something different. Uh-huh. And as the economy started to come back, um, the the industry started to come back. People always wanted to dance. But listen, when, when nobody has jobs and you don't know what... Um, you know, tomorrow's going to look like, you know, you're not going to go. You're not really in the mood to put on no, your dancing shoes, huh? Not at all. <laughs> so luckily things, you know, started to turn around. Then when I, when my wife and I had our first daughter, we wanted to move back to Cleveland. And that's kind of how the forward phenomenon comes up. So, okay. So you're in Chicago, you're practicing law for seven, eight years, give yep. or take in Chicago. You've got this idea though in the back of your mind that at some point I'm going to be and I, you know, nightlife entrepreneur, I want to get into the scene, right? You've always had that in your mind. Yeah, that was my never dream. Went away. I, I never want, I never stopped pursuing that. There was never, I would say there wasn't a month that went by from the time I graduated law school until the time Forward opens his doors mm-hmm. that I didn't want like heavily, heavily pursue and keep learning. That's, and a, keep, pa- that's a passion that you have. You got to yeah. fail a lot. I mean, I failed yeah. a lot. I don't have any qualms about telling people how many times things did not work out. Like for example? <sighs> I could walk you through 20 buildings in Chicago that I had a heavy, heavy interest in that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And today sits a place that's making a lot of money. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I have regrets sometimes when I walk through there. But I learned a crazy amount from everything about licensing to zoning to, you know, residents and aldermen and how all these relationships matter. There's so much that goes into the the nightlife side of things because it's not, you know, your restaurant's not going to be, you know, it's going to be closed at 1030. It's not going to yep. be real disruptive to anybody. Right. You know, nightlife, when you get outside of New York and Miami, has a little bit of a stigmatism to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and not every, sure. you know, not every person that owns a building wants to put a club inside. 
So there's a lot of self-selling uh-huh. and a lot of, you know, kind of that mutual trust that has to go on. Yeah. So. so you guys had your first baby back in what, 2011, 2010? 2010. And yep. you guys started thinking about, okay, I want to move back to the, yep. back to where it all started. No joking. You know, because you have two girls, I have two girls. I have, I have actually have three. The other three. one's sleeping. Yeah. Sleeping. Okay, but I got it. <laughs> so we moved, we were in Chicago. We had my daughter in Chicago. That lasted, honestly, three months. I mean, we couldn't, we just couldn't do it. We didn't have sleep. our, yeah. didn't have our family there. The living situation didn't People work. have no idea, man. They have no, no clue. clue. If you have no kids and you're listening to this, you think you know, <laughs> but you have no fucking clue. Every, and, and my friends that are still living like in the big cities, they're like, oh, you know, I'll be here forever. As soon as you have kids, oh, man, you will come God, running for the and, suburbs. And, and, you know, if you're doing anything that's related to like health, wellness, Anything where you're like your image is important, you better not start having kids right away, man. It because gets, uh, tough. especially with all these different you know opportunities with the social media now, it's it's really tough. So you guys had uh, your baby girl 2010, and when did you finally move back to Cleveland? Then this is like 2011 ish. Okay, um, so the market was just still at the bottom. Oh yeah, it was just you right. Yeah, it was it was not good times. Yeah. So you came back here and um, and you joined. Did you join your father at this point? Yeah. So my dad has a law firm that I was doing the same kind of work. Didn't know if that part, on purpose because it just yeah pretty much you, it's what I knew it. you were around it yeah it's what I knew yeah and and I enjoy it uh-huh. I'm a trial lawyer I mean I like to be in front of a jury I like sure. to be in front of people so um, when I came back I thought my dad and I would have a good synergy because we're kind of polar opposites and luckily we did. Okay. So our partnership has been outstanding for however many years we've That's been That's so important, at. too. I work with my dad. And it can uh, be, I, you know, I talk to more people that it probably doesn't work for than it totally, does work for. Totally. You're, it's against the odds, you know? 100%. Because the, the fine line of keeping your business life and your personal life separate, it is such a fine line, man. It's so hard. Yeah, so and hard. I live like a mile from my parents. Oh, yeah. work so there you them. go. So it's, we're all <laughs> it's in. It's interesting. Well, we're very similar situation here, man. It's a, it's a family affair at the business. Everyone's involved. And, you know, you got to make sure that the, the business side of things stays outside of your personal side of things, you know. And if there's something that's going on personally, keep it out. When you get to work, keep it out because... You have to. Yeah. You have no choice. Um, and it's very hard. It's it very can be very challenging. And, uh, you know, I, but I will say this when it's working, nothing better. Yeah. No I doubt. Hang out with my dad all the time. It's awesome. And, you know, you have, you know, there's perks and you're growing a business and you're, you know, you're growing a, a, a legacy, uh, for lack of a better yeah. term. You know? I'd listen. I wouldn't. It's, it's, that's a, it's a great business. Um, I enjoy it during the day and, you know, it gives me flexibility to do stuff at night. So you're coming back, you're, you're, uh, your parents are, are helping you out with the kids. You're going, oh, this is the best move I've ever made oh, yeah. my daughter, right? Strong move. <laughs> now, is your wife, is your, I know you met her in law school, but is she from around here? She's from Texas, so wow. total transplant. But we didn't, we never really, that wasn't an option for us to move back. We yeah. were, we were going to move to Cleveland. I have a pretty big family. Yeah. And um, obviously I had job opportunities. Mm-hmm. So... And she would, she loved it. And I, you know, she really likes being here, except for like the January, February. Of course, yeah. <laughs> you know, like right now, right now, right she's now, she's not man. pleased. Right now, love you. Uh, <laughs> so, all right, so you're back here now. You're practicing. Things are going well. Um, now what? In terms of getting into this nightlife scene, what, yeah. What happens? So what what happened in the industry? Uh, so by this time, uh, my partner Michael Schwartz and I have been working at things for a long time. And he owned Funky Buddha and Liquid and oh, yeah, of, sure. a lot of places. 
So him and I, you know, partner up. We want to do something. Um, at this point in time, you know, kind of day life is on the come up. The Vegas places start putting in pools. They're doing stuff more outdoors. Oh, this is what, like 13? This is like 12, 13. Okay. You know, Encore Beach Club opened in like 13. Okay. And uh, so what what happened was the bottle service industry that we talked about before, those people got older and they started to have kids and families. Did not mean they still didn't want to go out. It did mean they didn't want to go out till four in the morning. So like day life emerges. Older crowd, during the day, you're home at eight. To me, like all the best things. Oh, dude. <laughs> all the best you're, things. You're preaching to the choir right here, yeah. You know, the yeah. day, the daytime stuff. So when I go to Vegas, it's daytime. I'm only daytime. I'm daytime. I don't, yeah. I after eat dinner, dinner, man, you, can, you, you won't find me. No, me I'm neither. the same exact way. Me neither. So, um, you know, and it's, it's a cool experience with good people. So that's on the come up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the flats is really starting to rev up, and we have some relationships there. Met Scott Wolstein, had an idea for, you know, I at the time, you know, this is 13, you know, really aggressive idea. Uh-huh. I mean, it's easy to look back now and say, oh, you know, this is a great idea. This is an outdoor nightclub in Cleveland. You well, know, can you, I interrupt you real quick? Yeah. You're talking about Forward, right? Yeah. I said, when I heard that you guys were putting in an outdoor club in Cleveland, Ohio. You probably thought dead loser, right? I said, are these guys the dumbest motherfuckers? Yeah. So I believe it. I heard that a lot. And, and what do I know? I heard that a lot. What do I know? It. Um, it Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. It wasn't. And let me let me tell you why I did not think that. I knew it was tremendously risky, but I also knew that the the really the only place that had really stood the test of time was shooters. It been around forever, right? And they didn't do anything in the winter. I mean, it was there, but yeah. they didn't do anything. Yeah, they had some indoor space, but predominantly, it's a lot of people on the water having fun. Mm-hmm. So, our theory was that. If we can make, you know, if, if we can make this work, we can do something outside, seasonal, and we'll trade, we'll trade the, um, you know, those in, in the club world, you know, you got 24 to, you know, 48 months to make all your money. We'll trade that for longevity. So we'll be hot every summer. It'll be a great place to go. Uh-huh. And then we'll be closed and we'll make... You know, we'll trickle. When you say 24 to 48 months, what do, what do you mean by that? I mean, club life is, you know, you most clubs never make it outside 12 months. Oh, uh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Your lifespan is... Your lifespan is... is short. The odds are against you for it to... to, to Def, 90% closed in the first year. Ah, uh, interesting. Okay, yeah. okay. So with those odds, we tried to kind of... We, we tried to change it. We said if we can reinvent ourselves and close, we think we can kind of transcend the typical nightlife cycle uh-huh sure you know and to to date we've been right but um yeah looking back on it, it was cr- it was you know mo- almost everybody i talked to said it would not work except for our That's investors insane that us. you actually thought that this could actually work man i mean now, now you saw it in vegas which is obviously it's a warm weather climate makes sense right but how did you know that hey cleveland ohio notorious for horrible weather humid in the summertime at best how did you know that this could this model could work here in Cleveland? We knew it would be beautiful in the summer because down in that waterfront is perfect. Okay. So we weren't worried about that. We knew um, for those, you know, three, four, maybe five months, it's going to be really nice. We knew once the weather breaks, Cleveland people want to be outside, period. Sure. They're, they're like, you know, 
it, when that weather breaks like 60, my phone oh, like goes man. ballistic. Yeah. Like open forward, open yeah. forward. Yeah. Um, so it's like, it's like March 15th and people yeah. asking you to, you know. Right. right. That's yeah, the truth. Yeah, yeah. So we, that's, that was our theory is, you know, we wanted to, to, to be predominantly an outdoor place and, you know, just make all our money in, in one short period, short of, time. Period of time, mm-hmm. close, stop everything. And then, you know, redo it the next year and try to make it better and better. So for people that don't know, I mean, if you're outside of Cleveland, you've never been. This this club, it's it's a day club and it's a night club. Uh, FWD, that's the name of it. That's how it's spelled. Um, is by far the most unique club in Cleveland because of the obvious reasons. It's an outdoor experience. I mean, there's no inside. Nothing. So if it rains, then you know there's a chance there might not be a party that night, right? Yeah. I mean, or it'll be a really bad, good party, right? It's going to be one or the other. Yeah. Uh, talk about too. Was the um, you have a pool at this club yep. too? There's a yep. there's a pool for during the day only. Is that correct, or do you guys keep we, it open for it, around? It, and it's kind of like Miami. Around it at night is open, but but you the can't pool go itself in. is yeah. uh, is is so uh, the the talk of a little bit about the the day parties that you guys have and, and versus the night parties what's the difference yeah so the daytime's kind of been a little bit of an uh, we they've grown each so year like an it's evolutionary a process here a yeah. little better a little yeah. better and um, you know what's different you know at night you're predominantly looking at you know this three four hour window from 10 11 to two. Mm-hmm. As your your window, when all this activity is like jammed into, you know, there's a million people rolling through the door, there's a thousand drinks going across the bar. Yep. Really a lot. I mean, forward is a lot to handle, even from a patron standpoint. I mean, it's wild. There's it's a ton wild. of things going there's on. There's a lot of logistics. Yeah. 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 You know, world class sound and light, um, you know, some of the best sound in the States. Sure. And so there's a lot going on. During the day, You've got this long, like seven-hour, kind of cool vibe around the pool. You can chill out. You're gonna have more space. It's awesome. You're gonna. It's slower. Yeah. Um, you guys play house music during the day. It's, and it we, just depends. We'll like start off at the house for like an hour and a half. Uh huh. We'll roll into like a little bit higher of a tempo. We'll get into some like popular stuff. Then as it kind of winds down, it'll reverse itself and kind of fade out. Ah, interesting. So, I mean, I it's. The daytime vibes, especially on Sundays, I think are so great. Yeah, it's just isn't that the big day that you guys do? Yeah, it? the Sunday's yeah. the big. So we day do part. Saturday and Sunday. Sunday's a little bigger. Yeah, but it's just it's such a fun party. I don't think there, there's nothing like it. I mean, I don't think there's anything like it in Chicago or New York either. Um, it, it's just a very rare phenomenon, and we we literally only have, you know, you've got this 16 week season. Of that, you're probably going to get bad weather three, four of those times. I mean, mm-hmm. you got 12, 13 chances to experience it. That's so it. It's, yeah, that's it's, it. Very, it's limited. But that's what brings the people because they know, hey, the clock's ticking. The moment 100%. you guys open, man, you got 90 days, oh, 100 yeah. days to get to get there. It is such a cool experience, man. I'm not the biggest of club goers, but um, I've done the pool during the day on I've a Sunday. I've seen you around. Yeah, and uh, – <laughs> And um, you know the 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 VIP service experience. Talk a little bit about that for the nightclub because that is, I think, a vast majority of your business. At least it seems like it is. Yeah, it's a good you know, significant portion. It's of it. the it's the portion that gets the attention. So, okay, you know we have cabanas, we have tables, um, we have about thirty two tables in the venue. Okay, give or take twelve cabanas, 
you know, seven and, and for people that don't know, the, the tables are literally right. A lot of them are right there by the dance floor, where, where all the activity is, which is pretty fucking Our cool. Once it gets biggest, going. best, most expensive yeah. tables are right on the dance floor. You know, sometimes people think they're cabanas, but they're not. Right on the dance floor is the oh, most those are more. Most and then expensive. there's one right behind the DJ as well, right, which is probably yeah. the prime spot. That's the prime one. Yeah, and um, that is. Uh, a cool experience. You know, we we our DJ booth is almost in the center of the space. It's fucking awesome. Which is kind of cool rare. Setup, a lot of people push the DJ to the corner and you can't yeah. get behind them. We try to engulf kind of the DJ and all the people. You know what's so funny, man? That the 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 whole decor of the place, it doesn't look like it takes much. You walk in, there's some old dumpsters on shipping one end, yeah. shipping containers yep. here. The, the, the. I mean, it looks like nothing. And then I'm sitting around with my buddies going, why didn't we think of this? Right? <laughs> Three years earlier, I'm yeah. going, are these motherfuckers stupid yeah. or what? <laughs> right. No, that's, it's a cool thing. We, uh, yeah, we tried to keep real rustic feel, so we built the outside of shipping containers. It's uh, awesome. And then the train's coming through at night. Yeah, that's a it's wild It's a cool thing. experience. It's yeah, a the, really cool the, place. Um, you know, we'd bring in almost all... Um, on a Saturday nights, we have all DJs from everywhere. Yeah, from talk Miami, a little bit LA. about the DJs. Get, get, drop some names. Tell us who your um, resident DJs are versus maybe some guest DJs. That yeah, so yeah. we had, um, you know, the people that have played there, you know, Vice is a big, um, you know, worldwide act. Um, Chucky, Blau, Elefante, all the, you know, most of the guys that play in Vegas um, or in the big New York clubs mm-hmm. or in Miami play with us. And, um, We've developed relationships over time with these guys, and you know it's it's twofold. They they love that they can come to Cleveland. I mean, they think it's the best thing ever because yeah. um, you otherwise know, they they've never been here. They've never been here, right? I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a new demo for, work, for them. At least. Yeah. New demo for them, and so they're really happy. And then they come to the club and they're just like blown away. You know, there's a train basically like going through the club. It's, it's amazing. It's a they, cool experience. Like, yeah. And our sound system's a function one sound system that only one other club in the united states has so they love being on that from a sound perspective and uh you know it can be magical there's nothing that i and i tell you know talk to my staff about this all the time when when that place is running full go Mm -hmm. um and the music's perfect and like everybody's smiling 75 degrees 80 degrees yeah there's nothing better yeah i mean from i love hospitality i love it and when when everything's running like that you can take me anywhere you want. Um, that's a real true experience. That's yeah. not out of towners. You know, you go to Vegas, it's all a bunch of transient people. Absolutely. Yep. Same Miami yep. is people from all the world. That can be cool. When you go to Forward, it's like Cleveland people that want to go out. They all want to be there. Um, they want. They come in there to like dance party. Nobody's trying to act too cool. Fuck yeah. And, and, awesome. and it can be a great just you know magical who, who are some of the uh uh you're more like your resident for if that's what you call yeah. them. who are some of the other djs so, re- the regulars like justin nice dom parisi um mimo um flacco you know all these we we've we've played with a lot of the local guys that you know have always been good to us and you know they get to play in a big room and um, they're growing too with you right i mean you're giving yeah. them some good exposure i think a lot of people have found it benef- mutually beneficial i would imagine no doubt about i it. didn't know who a lot of these guys were before you yeah, guys no doubt you know? about it and we take our music super seriously i mean we're not the club that um says you know okay you're the dj for the night play whatever you want like i'm in oh, your i'm in your ear a lot really wow. yeah because wow. we really feel like we know you know we're trying to be trying to balance being you know mainstream enough for a lot of people but on the kind of the cutting edge of stuff uh-huh 
we like a wide variety of music. We like to hear everything. So, you know, if you play, you know, five, you know, the same genre songs in a row, I'm going like, right, to be in your ear. It's time to change it up a little yeah, bit. Here. You gotta yeah, you got to move. Yeah, and if you're yeah. on a song for more than a minute and a half, you know, you got to move. Yeah, Let's that's interesting. That's so really, we really. take that really seriously. And I think, um, you know, I hope the customer likes that too. I can tell, you know, I don't have to be, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know when people are really having fun. Oh, totally. And um, you've done it plenty of times yeah, now where you, you know. You just look at people. You just so. know. Yeah, that's that's uh, it's an amazing experience. So you guys opened this club back in, what was it, 14? 15? Yeah, yeah, uh, 15. 15, yeah. the summer. Was it big long? I mean, obviously the summer, but was summer, it like well, we May didn't open, or June? I can't no, remember. No, we didn't open until August of 15. Oh, wow. So we literally only opened for six weeks. We wanted to open. We didn't want to hold it because we wanted to just at least get a month under our belts mm-hmm. before we did a full season. Full okay. season can be a lot. I mean, when you think about it, you know, you start, we usually have some kind of event or something on Thursday. You got Friday night, Saturday. You know, you, we leave at 6 a.m is when we get out of there. We reopen at noon. So you got to be there at 10 a.m. Wow. Then you that goes till 8. We close for an hour. We reopen at 9. We stay there till 6. We reopen at noon. Damn. Dude. So it's a once That's once fun. that once you punch that clock Thursday or Friday, you're, you're, you're doing you're doing like a uh, like a nurse shift. Man. You we are working twelve hours. You're in. You're in it. You're <laughs> Damn, in. Damn, dude. Yeah, you fought. You get close with the staff. Yeah, real quick. yeah, real that's quick. interesting. So, uh, talk about that a little bit. How do you find this type of talent, the staff? How does that all work? I've been, and I hope I'm one of my faults. I tell it to people because it is a fault. I'm not. I tend not to express gratitude enough. Well, here's, just, your, here's your opportunity. Yeah, well, I'll go. tell everybody yeah. when I'm not being gratitude, when I'm not being gracious <laughs> towards you, it's a fault of mine. Um, I have had some unbelievably great employees. Un- I mean, just like you couldn't, you can't imagine how great they are. Mm. And um, we really, from day one, have tried to take the company and treat it like a tech company. We don't try to treat it like a hospitality or nightlife company. So we're we we do everything you know we we do boxing classes together we do you know people go out together we we try to really cultivate a culture of you know togetherness all for one changing cleveland changing the industry trying to do all that uh-huh so when you say like a tech that's what you mean kind of like that tight-knit uh feel good employee morale kind of thing yeah and just yeah. get outside the box a little bit yeah. you know you don't that's we we've really take that seriously so when we hire people we really try to make sure that they're a fit culturally and if they are um you know things can be seamless and go well and so you know i I, at forward when we the, the good thing about forward is this only hiring for four months is actually kind of easy because you got a lot of college kids you've got nurses teachers everybody that just wants summer money sure and these people are great people. You know, they're not like the industry people that have, you know, grinded for five years. You get a lot of burnout. Uh-huh. So we really try to hire people with no hospitality experience. Really? Wow. Yeah. And then wow. we, we train them. And then so, they stick with you for a few years or however long. And However long. And we've, we, got, we have some day wanters that have grown in the company. And, you know, we want to continue to expand. We can only expand when we have a bullpen of people who are ready to go. Uh-huh. I can't sign leases in other cities Totally. if I don't have the team. Well, you need a team that's going to transfer knowledge and train a, and all that kind of stuff, too. You need a team who knows, you know, who basically can be a bunch of me's 
and you know take what we've developed and put it somewhere else yeah and so we we started to cultivate that and i can't tell you how like proud of i am a lot of people who just have told shown like exceptional growth throughout you know the time that i've met them oh, i mean awesome. these are just like baller people that's they're awesome. so great so you opened up in uh just for about six weeks in 2015 and then you closed right and then you then guys we closed. looked at each other and said holy shit yeah we we Need might be on, we might be onto something pretty special here though you know right I imagine it we, was a good start for you we knew it was um, we knew it was something that could be game changing we we weren't positive but we uh-huh. we knew that it was something that looked pretty good yeah yeah, yeah. Um, at that time we started to you know talk about doing Magnolia um, so this is after this first summer's over with you're already yeah. looking at Magnolia now yeah it just kind of. Um, you know, working with with Scott, it just got Wolstein. Just kind of developed, uh-huh. and, um, and for people that don't know, Magnolia is caddy corner across the street from where Four is located. Except, of course, Magnolia, which you'll talk about, is is an indoor club. Indoor and totally different. Yeah. So we we started to talk about that. We eventually did it, but on the but the RNC was on the horizon. So that was one of the busiest times. That was crazy. I mean, we had just come off forward. Magnolia was ramping up. Mm-hmm. To, to start construction, RNC's on the horizon, like, and this is the Trump RNC, so it was, it was even wilder. Right. And, but um, this is now when? In 2016? This is going into 16. Ah. So this is going into the summer of 16, and um, right, it was just so right, much going right, on. Right. So Magnolia opened in the summer of 16? We finished Magnolia for an RNC party two hours before. Get the hell out of here. We had, really? We had the city, to, the city was issuing nothing. They were done. They were shut down. And we literally like begged them to come down to give us our certificate of occupancy so we could open for this party. Wow. It was it was actually the Bono's charity. That's amazing, man. One group. And I'm like, I can't stiff this guy. Yeah, it's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, so you so. got you got it for that party. And then, and then, so you've been open since just about a year and a half, or yeah, we Magnolia? just yeah, a little yeah, about a year and a half. So talk a little bit about Magnolia too. What, what's the theme of Magnolia, and, and how, how's it different, and why did you, how did you again know that you can have both within like well, we, hundred yards of each yeah, other? Yeah, we we thought well, number one, the space is available. We thought that if forward had you know bad weather, we did have a backup now. So it was either do we close forward if you. If you enclose forward, it loses all the magic. 100%. You've got to be under the stars. 100%. It's just, that's what it is. So this was kind of like a backup, but we wanted to be something different. So forward's very Vegasy. Magnolia's very, like, New York-y. Yep. Super small. It's kind of street art inspired. Mm-hmm. It's got a fake front with a donut shop. Which is pretty cool, too, actually. The, it's the it's very yeah, cool. It's it really goes well over yeah. private events and stuff like that. Yeah. And people that don't know, they're coming in from out of town. They're like, yeah. what is it? Yeah, right? It, it's it cool. It comes up weird on, like, iPhone maps and stuff uh-huh. like that, too. So <laughs> Just to add to it's the enigma. like coffee yeah. sales. Um, so that's a small space, and it, it just, like, it was really popular from the beginning. We made some, like, interior changes to accommodate people, and, um, you know, it's been, it's been great. It's been super successful. It's very translatable to other markets too. So. And this is open um, every day or not every single day? But. No, usually Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sometimes we'll do a Sunday. And this is really more of that uh, that real urban nightlife. Not, I don't know if urban is the right word, but it's got that scene to it. It's 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 it's, it's kind of gritty. It's yeah, it's intimate. It's it's like the underground. It's it's pretty fucking badass, man. Yeah, and I mean, it, one of the things is forward. You know, there forward's a monstrous space. I mean, there's. 
you could fit so many people in it. Mm-hmm. You know, Magnolia, we got room for like 250. Yeah, yeah it's very once, exclusive. Once no we're doubt. at 250, it's like one and the one party's hour, awesome. It is what the party's it is. awesome too. You guys don't hold back. You don't you don't cut corners there either with the music no, that, or anything, uh, right? That party can really go. Yeah, especially um, when the like the owner's walking around in a Where's Waldo. Yeah, I've done that. I've done that. <laughs> uh, hey, anything night, anything for the party to go. We, you know, all all we're always focused on is the we don't. I, we don't know every nuts and bolts thing. I mean, it just doesn't. Nobody knows everything. What sure. we know is that what we what we focus on is you know how's the party. Absolutely. Like when we're texting each other during a shift, it's constantly how's the party? How's the party? How's the vibe? How's the vibe? How's this table having fun? How's the sound levels? How's the temperature? And you're communicating with your other staff. Is that what you're talking? Yeah. About? I mean, yeah. when we're on the radios, it's constantly. People probably get sick of it. You know, we're just like. You know, how's the part? Make the party yeah. go. Make it go. Make it more fun. You know, have the you know do confetti, do CO two, yep. do a yep. costume, do a bottle. Have the run. girls come out with the champagne and the glitter and the this and that. It yeah. could be any. It's it's every component that just that's what we really like. Like blood, sweat, and tears over is how fun that party is. You know, what my favorite thing about uh, Magnolia is of outside of all that table number three. That's where you no say. no. My favorite thing is the restrooms. The stalls, yeah, yeah. dude. It's that nice, is right? that is so clutch. It's, I can uh, I know I can go to Magnolia and go to the bathroom in peace. That's a you total have your piece, own, no you have problem. Your own private stall, it, and, and it's nice, man. They keep you guys keep it nice. You have somebody working back there full time. It's it's beautiful. Great Fantastic. great story. So my bathroom attendant, a guy named Don Jones, the first night of forward, I never hired this guy. Mm. I never hired him. First night forward is ever open. He just showed up, and he just started like cleaning. And I, we're like, who is this guy? So we meet him. He's like, you know, I can clean. I can do this. Like, hardest worker. We're like, all right. just Dude has never missed a shift. Get out of here. Never. He just showed up one day with a dude, with a First proof. day. First day we were open. He, he brought his own in, shift? He just started cleaning. No. He just, he just started, started grabbing our stuff, started cleaning. And we're like, this guy is the <laughs> hardest awesome. worker. Last to That's leave. Awesome. Never, never missed. So he's our bathroom attendant at Magnolia. And he keeps that space like. Next Please. time I see him, man, I'm gonna have to be like, "Hey, Look man, him up. yeah, hell yeah, yeah, hell he's yeah. a he's a great guy." That's funny. I, so I guess that's the moral of the story is that if if you feel like you're not gonna be seen in the regular interview process, just show, go, up. show up, start pouring drinks, show up. start cleaning the toilets, you yeah. know, you figure out something. Um, yeah, man, Magnolia is a pretty sweet spot. So you've got Magnolia going on for a year and a half now. Uh, Forwards going on for going on, it'll be three years this summer. Yeah. Uh, what's next? Um, you know, we, we're really looking at, um, you know, other markets to expand. I think Magnolia's got a lot of, a lot of legs for other markets. Um, we've been approached by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you guys in anywhere else right now, Chicago or anything? No, or we, we've got a deal in Chicago that's basically, you know, I won't jinx it, but it's basically done. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll be opening something there, not as nightlife focused. Um, but, we, you know, we really want, we really feel like, you know, our core competency is, you know, Midwestern nightlife. Uh-huh. Like, I don't want to be in Vegas. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. want to be in New York. I do want to be in Pittsburgh. I do want to be in Detroit. Sure. I do want to be in Columbus. So, well, I, I mean, in theory, you take the model you have here in Cleveland and you apply it to another Midwest city or Pittsburgh, you know, pick a city where there's not the nightlife scene, where you don't have the daylife scene. Why can't it work there if it's working? Yeah, it, it, right? it, it, we would At some think, level. We think it would work, and yeah. it's always finding the right partner on the landlord side to 
to make things work. Mm -hmm. And so that's a little bit tricky, but, you know, I think we're far enough down the line with, with some things that we, we, we can be confident in growth, um, in that on the flip side, like I said before, you know, we're also confident in our people, really confident. So, you know, as we continue to grow, we have people that want to grow. Talk real quick too about, before I forget, uh, you've had some big name celebrities already come through Magnolia. Uh, who name name? Who do you have going on? What Magnolia going is on? much more celebrity heavy than Forward because Forward can be a little too much. It's, for, it's overwhelming. Yeah, there's too many people. Yeah, I mean it can yeah. be, and it's open air, so sometimes it's like easy access yeah, to people. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like people. People are climbing up on the and listen, uh, cabanas and yeah, yeah. and listen the, the NBA championship trophy, oh, LeBron, yeah, yeah. and everybody was in Forward, but yeah, Cavs are are in Magnolia. Indians. Um, you know, My brother was at the uh, NBA final game where the Cavs won game seven yeah, at, yeah, at, yeah. at forward. I just had my third baby. I was sitting upstairs <laughs> literally the week before. It was fun. And he said it was like the best night of his life. Very. It, it was wild. For that game seven. Yeah, Stipe was there. At, he said it was nuts. Yeah, he game, said it was amazing. Game seven watching at forward. I mean, we hadn't done it. We just get, we rented this giant screen. And we just started telling all our customers that we have it, we have it, have it. And all of a sudden, like we were just packed. like boom, and, and, the, I mean, and the weather was perfect. We this was for dead people to perfect. Know, this was Game Seven. Was it's it two thousand sixteen? June twenty third, two thousand sixteen. Yeah, June okay, 20, 2016. Game Seven. It's in Golden State. So, what else is there to do, man? Everyone in the city of Cleveland's coming out. It's Game Seven, right? It was so crazy. How many we, screens did you guys put up? We just did one big okay. screen, and. Um, it was a epic, real, a real high resolution thing, yeah. and I mean, once I mean, we ran out of alcohol. We had oh literally nothing left. That's why one o'clock. We just was like, "Sorry, guys, we have no, literally really? nothing in this place." Wow, people were just like, people didn't give a fuck. They were partying. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh my god! So back to the Magnolia too, man. Who yeah. are who are the celebrities that you have um, coming through? And- let's see who's been in recently. Um, let's see. Will Smith's son was in not too long ago. Um, ja Rule played. Flow Riders played. Um, else has been around? Yeah, Cavs, Indians. It it just is always. And now, how do you get these people to come in? You know, just you, you, when people come to town, they want something to do. Do you and, have a Do you have a marketing team that goes out yeah, to get I've, these people? And, we have ho- we have a, our series of you know hosts uh-huh. that do an outstanding job of relationship building. So, you know, I like to think that celebrities are. Um, pretty comfortable coming in the space for a couple reasons. Number one, their security is always good with it mm-hmm. um, because they think we do a good job security also. So it's a safe environment. That's the number one thing they come in. Sure. If their people come in and it doesn't look safe, they're out. Okay. So it's a safe environment. It's a fun environment. Um, and then, you know, we they usually want to go up in the DJ booth or they want to get on the mic or something yeah. like that. You yeah. Know. Um, Machine Gun Kelly's come in a bunch of times and sure. done stuff. Um, so it's it's so we we've built relationships with enough agents and and people that we have good ties. Yeah, it's not a pressure situation though where we're like you know beating down their door to come in. Yeah, if they want to come in, great. Um, if they don't, well, you no, have a, you okay. have a, you have this nice. You're, first of all, you're in this new area of the flats. We'll call it new. It's you know in the last yeah. four or five years. The, the East Bank of the Flats has totally been revamped. I mean, you walk around down there 10 years ago, it was a ghost town. You walk around down there now, it's like one restaurant after another and one nightclub after another. I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a place it's, to be. It's really just hit peak. You know, Margaritaville took yeah. a big space, um, which brought, you know, a new demo down. 
And that really only happened in July of last year. Mm-hmm. So we haven't, the Flats really has not even had a full summer of like full with go everybody, everything. With everybody. No. Yeah, so yeah. it'll continue to get better and better. And I think <clears throat> Cleveland people, the water's, it's, it is awesome. It's a there. sweet experience, man. Yeah. It's, it's awesome that it's, it's back and, and doing well. Um, so your plan is to continue to, to grow. And, and amidst all of this, why I say you're a, a very unique and interesting person is beca- and extraordinary is because you still practice law, which we, we yeah. like, like we talked about. You're practicing law practically full time, right? Yeah, I mean, full time. How do yeah. you do? I mean, how do you juggle all this? Well, you know, time management is the first thing. And I have a wife that's amazing. I was going to say. My wife's amazing. If she wasn't, like, the greatest thing in the world, man, none no, of this would be is. possible. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. So she she locks down the home. That's kind of – that's her space. She's super flexible and understanding. Um, I take my kids to work a lot, whether either really? job wow. is. Yeah, I mean, they, mm-hmm. they think going to Forward Pool before it opens is the best that's thing That's got to be the coolest thing for them. Yeah. They love it. Yeah. So – um, I think the first, the, you know, the one thing is I really, really value my time. So I don't, I don't take meetings that are not really, really necessary for me to take. Well, you're talking more on the law side now too, right? Both. Or, or both. Both. Gotcha. I mean, I really feel like, um, you know, I ask myself, we were talking to Tim Ferriss earlier, you know, if something's not like a hell yes for me, it's a no. Like if I'm not all in on even having a cup of coffee with somebody, it's right, not, right. Just don't have time, I, and um, I really want to be around my family, and I want to be all in for my employees. So if I'm like tired or just worn out, it just, or even if you have the slightest doubt about it, you're just yeah, not going to. I just don't do it. Position. I just don't. I just won't take well, it. I, I, hey, the Optimal Life Podcast made the list, man. So I'm, I'm feeling. Dude, I'm feeling very honored. No, I I'm feeling blessed right now. No, n- never. This is awesome. So um, yeah, I manage my time, and then there's actually a lot of there's a lot of overlap between trial life and um, and hospitality. Just dealing with people. Yeah, it's people, and you know what we try to do before um, every single shift at Forward or Magnolia. You know, we all get together, put our hands in the middle, but we we talk, and either I'm giving a speech, or we assign an employee to, to give something. You know, an impassioned speech. Really? That's yeah. Pretty cool. And some, I mean, they've gotten like serious, like crying serious, and um, it or like super pumped up serious. Uh huh. And what you're trying to do is, you know, galvanize a, a group of people from different segments. To really like row the boat the same direction for five hours. Wow! And wow. so, that's really interesting. you know we're all, we're not you know we're we're as weak as our weakest security guard. You know everybody could be doing their job. If security guards not and something happens. Absolutely. That night is a failure. Well, it's a team, right? On it's every level, yeah. it's a failure. Yeah. So we really try to be like passionate before the shift and, and after if we need to be. And in my legal life, you know when I'm in front of a jury or you know whomever judge even all you're trying to do is inspire them to follow what you're saying Mm -hmm. it's the exact same thing yeah so i give you know a hundred hospitality speeches and i give a bunch of legal speeches it's all just getting people to see and feel your passion for it and then hopefully they'll take that and they'll you know start following and that's amazing and doing a great that's job amazing man 
and if sometimes they won't and you'll know you didn't do a great job i mean there's not many people that practice law full-time that are in this entertainment and knife life industry that's what it's it's a very unique combination yeah you'd be surprised at how many lawyers are at the top of the nightclub industry at the but are they operating are no. they are they involved no they're not, not. anymore right. not anymore exactly but they exactly. probably were for a little while yeah uh, so uh, is your is your ultimate goal in this thing to continue to expand the nightclub and nightlife scene and i i we do want to expand i mean i don't really foresee myself giving up law like anytime soon but we want to continue to grow and um you know hopefully i can you know keep people underneath us developed and trained and i can run the business as opposed to working on the business you, know, you hear all that Absolutely. all the time um but you know um we take a lot of pride in being you know present at our venues i think that's really ownership present in cleveland you know, I see so many out-of-town people that come in here and fail. Cleveland, um, not unlike a lot of other, um, you know, Midwest and tight-knit cities, mm-hmm. they like to see their own running their oh, own. Oh, 100%. It's, you go to places you know the owner. I mean, yeah, whether it's, it's Zach Brewer or, guys. you know, Michael Simon. I mean, you go Jonathan Midland, Sawyer. So, yeah. I can rattle, you know, every, every successful Cleveland person um, – is at their place. They're present. They're yeah, at they're their accessible. place. Yeah. You know, um, Town Hall, they're at their place. Um, you know, Lago, they're at their place. Uh, you know, Sawyer, he's at his place. Yeah, you have these, to be present. These people yeah. grind, and, and uh, it re- it matters yeah. a lot. A Around lot. here it does, like you said. 100%. Uh, well, man, I think it's awesome. I think what you're doing is great. What You, you obviously have a recipe for success. Your model's working. And, uh, man, I'm just happy that there's a group of guys that, you know, kind of instilled some, uh, reinvigorated this market here in Cleveland because we were struggling for a long time. We were struggling. Listen, we're going to keep pushing it, and, um, you know, hopefully it'll just keep getting better and better. Listen, when if, if Cleveland gets to be looked at as a great nightlife city, it's good for everybody. Absolutely. And uh, keep being that big fish in the small pond, like you said. You know, this is kind of that, that niche area. Um, I have no doubt you guys can do the same thing in other areas as well. So, uh, keep it up, man. I'm really happy you came on. Um, we'll do it again. We'll definitely Good do it again, it. bro. Uh, tell us a little bit about how people could reach you or your company. Give us your website, social media, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so we're at, you know, forwards at fwdnightclub.com. Magnolia's at magnoliacleveland.com. Um, if you send us an email on there, you're going to get a cell phone number of a host, like, very shortly, and they'll be your point of contact, or it'll be me. And, uh, you know, we'll take care of you. Hopefully, you're, you know, we treat we try to treat you know, everybody like really, you know, valued, value clients. We really try to take care of them. And so, you know, what about on whatever Inst- request is forward no night, forward night club on Instagram yeah, at, kind of- at forward night club on Instagram and at Magnolia Cleveland on Instagram. I think we have pretty good Instagram yeah. to follow. I That's think cool. It's pretty fun. Great, man. Yeah. Uh, hey brother, all the best to you. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, happy to be part of it. You'll be seeing us a lot. You know that the kids are kind of getting a little bit older, so that's more excuse for me Dude, to get that's out. That's our future of our patrons. That's right more, there. yeah. The, <laughs> the, the next wave of generation, bro. You never uh, know. Appreciate you being here, man. We'll do it again soon. Thanks, boss. Thanks.